This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. So this is super interesting, I think, this notion of how to do it. You were describing an experiment where you either targeted people, told them that, they explicitly stated uh, the information, right, right. The gender or, information, or they right. picked it or up they, from their or newsfeed. it was inferred. So, what uh, did you find there? Yeah, did the inf- <laughs> <laughs> Barbara was like, "Where the hell is he going?" I'm like, "I'm just reading the notes, Barbara." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, right. so, that so, was an interesting <laughs> question. <laughs> so, so what was, what was the key finding? What led to more off-putting versus less less off-putting reactions from the consumers? Yeah. So, in that particular case, um, people just hate to be. Inf- like inferred or to be assumed um, on like mm. a variety of dimensions, even if it's something like their gender mm-hmm. or their age, something mm-hmm. that they might easily state to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, actually separately, another dimension that we have found was that uh, if the ad was targeted to consumers based on the information that was gathered from within that ad platform, so for instance, the kind of the activities I've done mm. or the information I've shared, shared within Facebook, mm-hmm. Um, that's completely okay as long as I'm getting the ads within Facebook mm-hmm. based on those behaviors. Mm-hmm. But if Facebook were to share those behaviors with uh, a third party, yep. then that becomes off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes and, sense, right? Because you don't know where it's going to be shared. Yeah. yeah. I, right, I know that exactly. when I when I jump on to, to certain platforms, they will often give me the option, Tammy, to says, that says, you know, log in as your Facebook like, for example, yeah. you know, yeah. you can log into Spotify using your Facebook account. And I didn't realize that when you do that, basically, now Spotify has access to, you're giving Spotify access to your Facebook data, which is like... Yeah, and they're able to kind of share information yeah. about you between those two platforms. And wow. I think what I actually find interesting about these dimensions, I think in hindsight, they're actually quite obvious. Like, if you think, yeah, like, of course you wouldn't want people sharing my information with others. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually... But, um, What's, what was interesting to us was actually like these uh, the ways in which people um, kind of assess acceptability of these um, practices is mm-hmm. very much very close to kind of conversation norms that we follow oh, in the offline space. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so, interesting. Um, one example might be, let's say the three of us are colleagues, and um, I one day I decide to tell Barbara that I'm pregnant. Now it might be completely. Uh, fine with telling this same piece of information to America separately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I will probably find it a little off-putting if Barbara decided to share that information with America Break without that asking him, yeah. Yeah. without mm-hmm. asking me, because it's mm-hmm. my information to give, not, right. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. not yours. And um, but at the end, of the outcome is the same. Like all three of us actually now know that I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, by the way, but... (laughs) 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 Interesting Um, example that you chose. I know, right? (laughs) You could have also said going to Rome, but... Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) My mother wants me to be... (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Well done. Well played. Well played. (laughs) Um, But the outcome is the same. So the way in which my information flowed, Mm. that's... That's off-putting to me. And similarly, you can kind of think about, for instance, for instance, my sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. I might be perfectly okay with telling this, telling what my sexual orientation is to both of you. But if you were to assume that information about me, kind of based on the ways I was, be- I was, I were to behave or um, the things that I may have like said in the past, like that act of assumption or the inference making, that's that. Again, still, the outcome is the same. Everyone knows what that outcome is mm-hmm. or what the information about me is. Mm-hmm. But um, the way in which that happened, I find off-putting. And I think kind of these types of conversation norms that exist in the offline space, we're starting to see like kind of the same stuff happening, so uh, playing out in the mm-hmm. digital space. 
Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I did a study a long time ago. I, you know, Grice is the one who did a lot of that conversational norm stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really interesting about it is we intuitively know a lot of that stuff. You know, like I know if I told Americans that you were pregnant, that's violating. But when you're trying to teach a machine mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that I would <laughs> imagine that's pretty hard for machine learning right. to pick up that right. kind of stuff. It's so, the famous example is from Grice is you say... Uh, do you know where Susie is? And the answer is there's a yellow car in front of Peter's house. And that connection, you you know, if I if I ask where Susie and you answer, there's a yellow car in front of Peter's house, you assume I'm giving you that information for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you make a whole lot of intermediate uh, mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. Now, for a computer or some kind That's of machine learning to learn yeah. that or That's what hard. you're just talking about, That's there's so many steps right. in conversational yeah. norm right. that it's going to be hard to treat machines to respect that's that. right that's right and even just in the context of like the intonation of how you say certain things implies sarcasm yeah versus, right or humor is you know, really humor. hard yeah, yeah interesting very very interesting are you interested in going in that dimension or are you just going to stop with okay this matters now you guys go figure it out um you mean like with like conversations yeah and- with with your research i'm just curious how far you're going to take this notion of conversational norms and understanding them um so generally i'm like more broadly in my research, I'm interested in social norms in general and mm. how they kind of play out in the digital space. Oh, you mm-hmm. are. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important and still pretty. Uh, there's, I think there's a lot of room for uh, research in the in that area because, um, yeah, we've like we we spend so much time online these days, and that's that's nothing new. But um, the ways in which we interact with one another, whether it be interpersonal relationships or consumer firm relationships, no, the norms in those relationships in the digital space are still developing. Yeah, that's and, so interesting. Um, we still don't really know exactly how we should be behaving. Like we hear when once we start once this research got published, a lot of practitioners um, had asked us, like, we don't, there's just so many ways that we can target consumers, and we don't really know exactly how to decide whether mm. they'll find this off-putting or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think oftentimes all you have to do is kind of think about, okay, like, think about, like, how that might actually play out in the offline world, and, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, whether that would be perceived as acceptable or unacceptable. And that's actually a very simple exercise you can do relatively quickly, mm-hmm. but, um you know, oftentimes it gets the idea gets lost because um, people don't necessarily make the connection between offline behaviors and online behaviors. Yeah, I mean, like I'm thinking even, you know, when you're texting someone and there's a lot of jokes about this and you do something that makes the three dots appear Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the three dots go away and stuff like that. (laughs) Like you can imagine in a social conversation, if I start saying like, "Um, Americus, and then I don't finish. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't do that. That's in, really good example. You know, like That's there's really a lot funny. of stuff like that. And I don't, because it's technical, because yeah. it's in a different environment, you say it's simple, but, you know, if you stop and think about that, maybe that would work. But I'm not, it's, it's not clear to me. It's so obvious, even though it is obvious once right. you think right, about it right. and ask the question right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. And um, yeah. And I think there's just like, it, it's, Really, it's it's really exciting because you know there are a lot of things happening, like regulatory, like in the regulatory space and also in the consumption space. Like consumers are becoming more savvy and they are um, kind of interacting with these like tech platforms in um, many different ways. So uh, I think it's just a very exciting um, area to kind of pursue research in. 
Yeah, it's great. So, um, have you did you have you done any consulting on this, or are you still staying pure as a researcher? Um, we're still staying pure as a researcher, or I, I, I guess I am. Um, but we have been for this project is uh, we've collaborated with a company called Merits. Mm. Um, it's a B two B company, mm-hmm. um, and one of their brand one of their arms is to kind of set up loyalty rewards programs websites mm-hmm. for. Uh, like Fortune 500 companies. So we've actually run this uh, a series of field experiments with them for this project where we kind of informed consumers, you're seeing this ad because um, of XYZ reasons, but we made sure that those reasons were um, what, quote unquote, like acceptable reasons uh, or acceptable practices and essentially seeing kind of a boost in the number of clicks and the number of purchases. Wow, that's great. Wow, that's, that's really cool stuff. I mean, yeah, I like these ideas that are simple, clean, mm-hmm. make perfect sense, and I yeah. never thought of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of utility for, for folks trying to get this right because I think as advertisers try to figure out the best model to optimize and to make sure mm-hmm. that consumers don't get irritated, I mean, the whole reason why we're on these platforms is not really necessarily be sold stuff. So if they right. can sort of stay off of our annoyance meter, that's really good. And if the research can teach them how to do that, that's even better for us as consumers. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, so, Tammy Kim, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you. And just as a preview, because we're definitely having you back on the show, nice. what other research are you doing? Just real um, quickly. So in this current space, uh, in this space uh, in particular, um, actually, I'm really interested in kind of the uh, – going into consumer welfare, um, which is very important when we think about, like, online privacy. So one thing I'm interested in looking at is, like, are there specific groups of individuals that are especially at risk when it comes to... um, Very cool. Or are especially vulnerable? um, Because if we can identify those individuals, and there's certainly individual differences when it comes to people being more careless or being more careful with their personal data in the digital space. Um, so political orientation, for example, is one, like more liberal, mm-hmm. um, people scoring more liberal on political orientation tends to be typically more careful. Very yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome Well, stuff. thank you for doing that. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for taking care of us and studying this issue. Yes. And we definitely would like to have you back. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.